Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nat Maymoudis. Great to be back. It's been a while. Dave Maymoudis is with me. Hello, everybody. And uh, how are you doing, David, uh, today? Doing well. Um, glad to see the Sounders doing well over the past few games. Yes, the Sounders third place in the power rankings, and I, I think that's justified. I would, I would say that at this point, no one really wants to play us, and uh, our form reading, has been very good. There's, I can't remember which power rankings you're talking about. I was reading another one that had us at 12th or 13th or something like that. Um, it's the MOS one. It's the MOS ones that have us at three. Uh, ESPN. For most MOS for the majority of the year, we've been in the top 10, but MOS, but the ESPN one has been um, a little more accurate when we were focusing on Champions League. They had us in like 18th or something, but we, but again, no one has ever wanted to play us. That's why when any team beats us, they, their team is celebrating like they win a trophy. So, uh, in that way, the power rankings, which get a lot of hate from OS, they, I feel like they have been correct um, in that sense. Um, but let's go back to uh, – we're, we're going to go in order uh, from uh, – we're going to start from what happened uh, the longest time ago, and that That's was Vancouver the – on the 14th of June. Yes, that's that is correct. It was during the international break, where the international break was was pretty much wrapping up. Um, but uh, for this game, we were without uh, Newhu, uh, Rodon, Morris, and Rusnak. Um, which, by the way, we and got Ariaga as well. But I guess was he injured at that point? I mean, uh, no, Ariaga started. Uh, was Yamar uh, injured at that point? Yes, Yamar was injured, and Ariaga, he was back. He started in this game. Uh, Ariaga did. Okay, um, but Christian Roldan was out. Um, and Morris was gone, and then Rusnak. And again, yeah, we have to make sure we, we get Rusnak. Uh, we pronounce that correct, because it is not Rusnak. It is not Rusnak. You have to, you, you have to say Russ, like okay. in the same way as Russell Wilson. It is Russ. Russ snack. Or you can go with um, snack or Bert. F- fair enough. Um, uh, so, so moving on to the lineup for this game. So uh, with those changes, obviously with New Who being out um, and Christian Rodon and Morris being out, we saw uh, Kenan Rowe comes in at left back Um Madronda and Leo Chu play on the wings. Um, Reagan comes in for for Yamar. Um, it's a he's pretty much a starter these days. Um, Vargas, Ladero in the middle, and then Roy Diaz and Montero up top um, in more of a four four uh, two look than the Sounders traditional five five in the middle, and then. 
uh, Rahul up up top. Um, and uh, Sounders, um, which they hadn't done um, a lot before this game, where uh, which is uh, scoring in the first half. They get a goal very early on, uh, penalty kick uh, decision because of Cody Cropper uh, bringing down Montero in the box. Um, pretty easy penalty. Um, nothing, nothing to disagree with by um, by by the referee. Uh, correct call. Ladero steps up, puts it away. Um, thoughts on the penalty? Yeah, as you say, not a lot of controversy with it. Um, Montero, you know, good at, um, you know, making trouble. Then uh, uh, um, the next goal uh, would be from Raul Roy Diaz. Um, Madronda uh, brings down a pass uh, and then uh, he's definitely setting himself up, but it ends up, but uh, it right, ends up getting a little away from him. Bigger and, rebound away from him than he expected to. Lucky to find. I think, I think we are, in, we're in a, we agree that this was not a, that this was not a pass to Roy Diaz on the plate. Madronda was trying to, well, it was, but not an intentional up. one. Yeah, he was trying to trap it down in front of himself. But and yeah. A little loose. Um, well, then the Sounders where it ended up. Then uh, Raul Roy Diaz uh, would, would score uh, his second of the game in the 54th minute. Um, and uh, a, a, good, a good play um, by him. Uh, just doing what he does best, getting open right in front of goal and just passes it in. Um, and then right right after that, uh, pretty much he had another chance. Uh, he had another chance to put uh, For the to get his hat trick to get his hat trick as he rounded the keeper and then the ball gets cleared off the line. Um, uh, and then he would come out of the game pretty much right after that, as he picked up, uh, um, which we now know is a hamstring injury. Um, surprise, um, not only would it have been a hat trick for him, but he also would have, uh, right now him and Montero are tied for, the number of uh, the most goals in Sounders his- history at 69. Um, so it also would have put him um, ahead at uh, 70 if he scored that. Obviously, he gets injured on the play. Are you surprised that Robert Diaz doesn't have a hat trick for, for the team yet? Because um, that still you remains know, it- as, as uh, players with a hat trick on the Sounders. Um, there's Dempsey got two david estrada got one um morris got one in the playoffs and that that might be it i think uh unless montero had one in the earlier years but i think that's it um no no obafemi martin you know it it obviously requires a certain amount of luck to score three goals on a particular day and some people pile up goals against weaker opponents and Roy Diaz has shown that he can, you know, finish the one chance he gets against a strong opponent. 
which is really much more important in the end. Uh, the fourth goal coming from Alex Rodon, um, who uh, I believe this was his first home goal, um, only first first goal of the season, um, and his second over or his third overall since he scored in well he scored in Colorado last year. Can't remember if he's had another one. But uh, scoring in front of the fans, um, uh, any thoughts on uh, Alex Rodon in this game um, continues to to impress um, while he was not caught up for the national team? Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think El Salvador would have been happy to have him, um, you know, but he's a little frustrated with things over there. Um, I think this is, you know, just Alex giving it his full 90, you know, making a, making a good run. Uh, at the end of the game and, you know, working hard to, you know, to get in the right place to finish a good ball from Danny Leva. Um, you know, just again, the Sounders, Sounders showing that they're going to keep giving that effort and nice to see Alex get rewarded for those runs he's been making. What did you think of, uh, so obviously with the Sounders leading, uh, uh, having a three goal lead, we, we, then put in um, Dylan Tevez, uh, Dobler, and Leva. Um, we saw Suzuko also. Um, but what did you think of uh, Dylan, Tele- Dylan Tevez's um, first real minutes with the team? I guess he started another. He, he played yeah, I don't in recall the Houston having, game. Having that much of an opinion about it. Um, I believe he had one good. I believe he did put in one. I remember thinking in this game he he did have a couple good plays. Um, like I, I was impressed. Uh, I, I'm, it just made me feel like the future um, is bright. But definitely, um, there's quite a line of young players ahead of him um, to get onto the field. So I I don't think he did anything to push that he'll be starting anything sooner than. Um, uh, Vargas or Atencio or Leva. Um, yeah, I was just looking she, looking back at the write up. It sounds like you know he only got six touches in the game. Um, you know, so again, good to see him out there. Did he do anything dramatic? No, you know, but um, he's still pretty far down on the depth chart. How do you feel about uh, Double Air? We've had him for um, what feels like a a pretty long time now and he um doesn't he seems like he really hasn't contributed um that much to the team when he has played or he has started like when when we've seen other players start um uh like Atencio, Leva, Vargas um even even Reed Baker Whiting for the few games he started, I thought Reed Reed Baker right. Whiting he's, has looked much better than Double He's had a lot of energy, and you know Leva and uh, you know especially Vargas, you know even Leva like like, like right. when Leva like has come on at this point. Yeah. But yeah. you know when you see when you see Double come in, it does feel a little bit more like you know oh no all the grownups are injured or something you know so so I we have to that. have him there and. You know, you still have the sense that you don't know, um, you know, when he's old enough 
um, you know, when he's 23, you know, how, what kind of player will he be? Um, but right now he, you know, he doesn't seem a hundred percent ready. I also um, he's really working hard out there and has some good potential, but you know, I also really don't understand like what his best position is. Like, I feel like with um, Atencio Vargas and Leva, like it's pretty clear, like they all play like the same defensive midfield position. But Dobelair, it's like, is he more of a midfielder? On is he is he more of a right back, or, or is he more of a midfielder? I wouldn't say he's good enough to be doing like both. Or we right. haven't I mean, seen he him. Feels, he feels a little bit, you know, out of place wherever he is on the field. So, um, yeah. again, sort of, it's hard to tell. Is that just a question of him growing up and looking more comfortable, or what? Uh, moving on a little from, from this game for Vancouver, uh, Vancouver didn't have a single shot, um, on goal in this game. They had 10 shots in total, um, and Sounders dominated possession 55% to 44%. Um, uh, if we look at, uh, duels one, the sound and tackles, Won the Sounders won both of those categories. Um, is there anything? Um, was there anything that you can remember? Uh, you felt like uh, the Sounders struggled with in this game. I mean, it really did feel like a complete, a complete performance from the Sounders. We really shut down Vancouver. Not much they could do. I mean, yeah, Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, they're not. Of- a couple yeah. of periods of, of decent possession, but yeah, obviously, you know, you can tell from the score line and, you know, not to mention the, the shots, you know, Fry not, not needing to make a single save, um, that it was um, a relatively comfortable game for the Sounders. And yeah, I wouldn't say like, while like Cavallini was not with them um, because of international duty, but like, I would still like this is a strong team. Like I, I, I definitely felt like uh, I was surprised um, that they weren't able to do anything. Uh, also surprised that we didn't see like um, Dahomey um, uh, start. I feel like he's been very, very good for them, um, and he was good when he came in off the bench. Um, but yeah, really not. Uh, really, the Sounders just did a great job shutting them down in this game, um, and uh, it, just like uh, adding to our uh, goal differential. Because um, any time you be, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, any yeah, any of, any four goal win is, is, is huge. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on. Um, to the uh, and actually before we move on to the the game against LAFC um, at the same time as the Vancouver game we saw uh, uh, the well we did see since we were at the Sounders game um, the US was playing El Salvador and uh, Jordan Morris finally scored a goal for the national team again uh, thoughts on that on on that goal that he scored you know, obviously years of playing on muddy fields in the Seattle area trained him for that moment. So enabled him to uh, 
yeah, fight his way through what looked like a big mud pit in front of the goal and, and get up for a good header. Um, so, you know, probably not enough to um, convince the, the haters that he deserves a spot in the starting lineup. But, um, you know, especially with the rosters expanding to 26 rather than 23, I think, you know, he's making a good case that he deserves to be, um, you know, on the plane to Cutter. I think I think he has locked it down. I think um, for for the amount of minutes that he has been g- given um, compared to other players um, who are also expected to score goals for the national team, he scored a goal. And while it's only one goal, that's one more goal than a lot of other players who were also expected to score have been scoring. So. I think he's locked down his spot. I think it would be very harsh, um, especially when um, when Greg Burhalter is always pushing like uh, um, we go by like who's performing um, with the national team. Um, and, yep. and so facing you know, consistency. obviously we've got the rest of the MLS season to continue to impress, and you know we'll see what the injury story is and who the team needs. But you know obviously. Great for Jordan and great for the U.S. to pull out that point there, even though, you know, obviously it's a game you would have liked to see them win. What do you think about um, what do you think about Rodon's chances? Obviously, he didn't play. uh, He didn't play in this game um, uh, for a while for two of the games during this international break. uh, Well, obviously, uh, he didn't. Rodon didn't suit up for the game and neither did Morris for uh, one game, but we also just uh, didn't see Rodon play at all. I believe maybe he played for like yeah. 10 minutes. Or something. You know, so clearly, you know, Burhalter likes having him around. Um, I don't know whether it's as a potential option off the bench or if he just likes having him there at practice. Um, so, you know, we'll see again. It wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, Roldan makes that 26 man roster. Um, it also wouldn't surprise me if he made it and then played zero minutes, uh, yeah. you know, in the world cup finals. Um, but you know, sort of remains to be seen and, you know, hopefully again, he'll continue having a strong season with the Sounders and whether that will be enough to, um, you know, to get him, you know, off his current position as one of, uh, you know, USMNT's, uh, Twitter's least favorite players to discuss uh we'll see yeah um obviously well kujimodon hasn't scored for the national team um i felt i think when he's obviously uh, at the last gold cup he had a great tournament he did almost score in the last gold cup um unfortunately for rodon like the position that he plays is one that uh that he he fits the mold of a lot of players who are also getting called up for the national team uh, and who are more favored by Burhalter um, or maybe have a little more skill. Like he, he does sort of play the same thing as McKinney or um, uh, uh, Long or um, – or, or uh, Luca Della Torre, who I think has, who who 
I think Luka Dettatore, uh in this last window really locked down a spot at cutter um, with how he was playing. I thought every time he was on the ball, he was playing really, really well. Uh, so I'd like to see Rodon there, but I think at this moment um, he's he's on the bubble, unlike Morris, who I feel like um, uh, for the, the – if the U.S. men's national team is down a goal um, late in a game, then they will feel confident in be in uh, bringing in Morris. Um, uh, and while maybe he's, some people will say he's there are forwards stronger. Um, the people who are actually playing and in form who play that position right now, like Morris, is actually scoring goals compared to people like Ricardo Pepe or uh, Daryl DK, like, uh, or um, obviously Jazzy Zardes is just old now. Um, but like all, all those players, like um, just not, not performing um, right now. And, and DK has been injured, but um, that, yeah, I would, I'd be surprised if Morris doesn't get to go to the world cup. Um, right, but you'd also, uh, I presume, yeah. be surprised if he showed up as a starter. Um, yeah, you know. Anyway, what do you think about what to make of yeah. the national team at the moment? Um, you know, what, what do you think about Yedlin? Like what do you think about Yedlin? Do you think Yedlin makes the World Cup? Um, I really don't know. I haven't actually been paying much attention to either how he's yeah. been doing at Miami or, um, you know, or with USMNT. I mean, obviously, I he know, has been playing. He has been playing well. I mean. He's definitely like the number two guy behind Serginho Des. Like it seems pretty clear that Serginho Des will be the starter. Um, but uh, he, um, he, he definitely feels like the number two. I think he has a better shot than he definitely has a better shot than Rodon to be at the, the World Cup. Uh, but he, he might be the same level um, as, as a Morris. Um, Final thoughts about this game against El Salvador. Have you ever played on a field? Can you think of any time that you played on a field, anything like like that one in El Salvador? Um, just a complete mud pit. I mean, the, the, yeah, the river. I've definitely, um, yeah. I've definitely had times when, you know, shots that were going to go in, you know, hit a mud, hit a, hit a puddle of water and stop. Um, you know, so I don't think it was, you know, as bad as that. Um, but clearly, you know, not up to, you know, not up to world-class standards. Um, you know, and again, just one of these things you just have to get through and, um, you know, hard to know, you know, not, not very, not very indicative of what field conditions in Qatar are going to be like, um, you know, does it prove anything? Who knows, but um, I think, I think wins like these is something that teams remember. I think for some, right. so I, I think, I think, they, you're right. like, I think, I think together. this game, I, I think this game felt um, another reason it was huge is that it's sort of, to me, it felt s- sort of similar to the game against Trinidad in 2017, because we're, we're playing in the Caribbean um, or, or in Central America Um and and uh, they get the lead. The the opponent gets the lead off of a goal that's um, a goalkeeper error, a def- defensive error. Um, 
And but uh, unlike that game against Trinidad, we were able to get back into this game and get um, a, a, and get a draw. Uh, and I think obviously this doesn't make up for that, but I think it definitely helped some of these players feeling like yes, we can compete. Then again, um, we should be beating El Salvador like thoroughly, like um, no matter the playing conditions and we should never use that as an excuse for why we're not winning because or 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 getting at it uh el salvador for having us play there because they can't control the weather um obviously um honestly this is another thing about like just like moments like like i feel like looking back at um what morris has done um, if Berhalter looks back, he's going to remember that goal. Um, and it's the opposite for Ethan Horvath. Like if he, like who I think has almost zero chance to make the world cup now, because he made a very, uh, he made a really, really poor um, error in this game. Um, well, Sean Johnson was able to keep a shutout um, in the game that he started. So um, again, it's like one moment, um, unfortunately, can determine if you're going to the World Cup. And because of there's so many positions that are still like up for grabs right now, um, the small, small things are going to keep people off the plane. Um, do you have any, any thoughts about, about goalkeeper or, or any other positions from the national team? Is there anything that like you um, hope to see? as they have only two more games before the before the World Cup starts in November? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I think, you know, we've talked about the question of, uh, you know, should Stefan Fry be there and, and, and why isn't he? Um, you know, it feels like we've got, you know, some adequate choices. You know, it doesn't feel as much like, you know, it used to 10 years ago when it felt like, the U.S. was, you know, had better better goalkeepers than we had at any other position. Um, you know, so it's in not, some ways not, that's still true. There's still, uh, I mean, our goalkeepers are good. It's just like, yeah, who, they're, they're good, plays. but it's not. You know, if you think about, you know, who's the best known? Yes, no. You know, who's the best? I would still say Tim Howard stage. is is better than both of them. Right, but I'm just saying, like, you don't you don't look at you know there were there were. In yeah. the last few World Cups, if somebody, if if a if if a a non-American looked at the U.S. team, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, there's that keeper who plays on the Premier League." But who are the rest of these guys? Yeah. Um, and so it feels like our goalkeeping has fallen off um, relative to that. But you know, still. Speaking of which, it was just announced today that Zach Stefan um, is being loaned out to Middlesbrough. Um, in the championship because um, he needs more minutes. And more then obviously, time. yeah, um, Matt Turner just got to Arsenal and it's, and it would seem to play much there. Well, I would say no, because they have, Arsenal has one of the best keepers in the league in, in Ramsdale. And then they also have their backup is still, is uh, before it was also good. So I would think that Matt Turner himself will either get known soon 
um, because uh, I feel like while Zach, uh, while um, Matt Turner um, should be starting because of how much he's been playing, um, this could be really bad for Matt Turner if he's not playing and Zach Steffen is, because then Zach Steffen is going to, um, if Zach Steffen keeps performing, uh, performs even though he's playing um, a lower level, because I, I do feel like Zach Steffen could have gone played in the top tier in Bundesliga or Spain, um, which would be a little bit better than the championship. Um, especially it'll be really rough as he gets injured in the championship since that's a rough league. Um, but uh, yeah, no, th- still that remains one of the biggest mysteries for the national team. A hundred percent. Moving on uh, a little bit um, from like, who's actually going to start um, at the world cup. We now know who is in the U.S.'s group. So that is England, Wales, um, and Iran. How are you feeling about the U.S.'s chances to make it out of the group? Um, you know, obviously, uh, no, no pushovers in this group. But it, you know, it does feel like a group we should be able to advance from. Um, you know, playing against, um, you know. N- not not a group with two or three other world powers in it, so um, you know we'll have that to. Being, that being said, I do feel like any team in this group could finish in any position. Um, I think that's and then true. Like, you know, and England then any and then you know, and then all of these teams, yeah. favorites, but you know, but they've been up and down, so you know, so remains to be seen. So it should be an exciting set of games. Um, you know, lots of stories around. And I guess, yeah, the biggest question, you know, has been, you know, what training ground is Gareth Bale going to work out at, uh, you know, in the lead up to the World Cup? And, um, you know, he's yeah. found, uh, found a new house to, to stay at while he works out, I guess. Yeah. And then, like, uh, moving forward, um, uh, moving forward in, in Group B, um, uh, from Group B, um, I would say, like, they have a pretty good chance um, because, like, uh, depending on who is the team from Group A, who they would meet in the round of 16. I mean, like, um, I would th- – some – okay, if we're saying most likely the Netherlands wins the group and then England also wins Group B, then the U.S. would most likely play um, – then they could be facing Senegal, Ecuador, um, and obviously they could even play Qatar. I mean, Qatar is the host nation. The host nation usually does well. It could happen. Um, but all those teams, um, like the U.S. could definitely um, could definitely um, uh, match up against, I feel like. Um, and then also, and then in the quarterfinals, they could end up facing Mexico again. And then uh, how big that would be uh, in the quarterfinals. Um, Mexico obviously would be looking for revenge from the 2002 World Cup. Um, you know, anyway, obviously have to take it one round uh, at a time. Everybody who's yeah. at the World Cup is there for a reason. So no... Um, you know. Do you feel do you feel better? Do you feel 
like they have a better chance to get out of the group than they did in 2014 or ha- or um do you think they had a better chance in 2014 um i think that 2014 group you know sort of seemed seemed objectively harder i think it was it would be it was a bigger surprise then in 2014 than it would be to get out of the group now i believe but yeah. you know, hard to remember. I back mean, then. I, I mean th- that. I think that. I think that was harder. I think this group is easier because. Um, because and I, can't even that. I would Who say was in our group in 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think um, without Wales, without Bale, is not a good team. Um, they are like a. They are a weak team. So really, again, if you shut them down, then uh, you should be good. Um, and then Iran, like, um, they are strong in their conference, um, but they're also not a, a, a top team, and the U.S. should be able to beat them. Um, um, uh, so I definitely feel like that's hard, the, um, the, the way that – uh, I suppose, yeah, it was definitely harder in, in 2014. Uh, but again, that being said, like the U.S. is always like, oh, we're in the group of death. And uh, Costa Rica has had much, much harder groups. I mean, 2014, they end up winning their group with Uruguay, Italy, and England. And then this year, um, they're in the group. Um, uh, they're in a group uh, with... Japan with Japan, France, and uh, Denmark is that is that it? Um, um, uh, but anyway, um, you know, do we want to move yeah. on to you know this? Let's I move on to the LAFC game. You know what? What can Gareth Bale do with an otherwise unremarkable team? And so you know, back to the question of um, when the Sounders played them, if Bale had been there, would that have made all the difference? Uh, I I do think Bale is going to have um, an impact for LAFC. I think um, be, uh, obviously, like um, he definitely seems motivated. Like he wants to be, he wants to be uh, fit for the World Cup since he's never played in one. Um, and I I do think this is a good signing for LAFC. It it does make them, um, it does make them. Uh, a little more annoying, um, even though I do really like. Uh, I, I really I like Bale as a Spurs fan, um, and hopefully, um, we we do get to. He actually will score some goals because um, he he is an entertaining to watch. He is an entertaining player to watch when he is on. Hopefully we won't. And I, I guess, you know, when I've seen him, yeah. he seems like sometimes he drifts in and out of the game. You know, you can't really tell if he's engaged on a given a given day. So I guess it'll be interesting to see how consistent he is for, you know, for LAFC throughout the season. And then obviously what version of Bale shows up in November. Um, I but just back have to, to this I, last game. Yeah. I just have to uh, correct about... Uh, the group that Costa Rica's in there and a the group in Spain, Germany, and Japan. So much harder than us. Um, but yeah, yeah, back to Bale. I would say, like, obviously, like these days, um, when Bale 
is synonymous with with golf um, and uh, and not caring because of um, uh, how much he's played at Real Madrid um, and uh, it felt like that relationship was just dead um, and he just needed to move on. Um, um, uh, so, and mostly I, I just find it sad because um, at one point um, in his career, um, like when he was, or when he initially went to Real Madrid in the first couple of years there, like he was a superstar. Like he was one of the top, he was, I think people would say he would be in like the top 10 of best players um, at the time. And um, he has drifted away from that, but um, obviously, but also like while he's drifted away from that, like he's still not coming here just to retire. Like I, I wouldn't really say right, this he's is coming a here retirement. To, yeah. to get tuned up for the world cup, I think, which is, you know, but he's also, but it's not, but it's back for the next year. Yeah. But it's not like he's, um, it's not like the, the Chiellini signing that LFC also made because Gareth Bale is still only 32. Like he's still someone who has like, well, he used to be maybe a little faster. He's still really fa- fast. He's still, he should but still again, have legs. How, under how committed him. is he to the game? You know, I think is the question with him. Well, I think also, um, I think there is a good chance that he does come back um, because he'll be looking to play in the, uh, uh, just he to still play in the uh, Euros in 2024. Um, I don't think that's far off from him because he would still only be 34 when that happens. Um, and uh, obviously, Wales did uh, pretty well at the. They did have done well in the last two tournaments, um, better in 2016 than last year. But I, I think that's one reason that he would stay with the team. And then just for LAFC to get him on the on a cheap deal. Um, where I don't think there are any downsides to this signing for LAFC because, um, while yes, you already have players who are gonna who play like him, like Carlos Vea, um, like if you uh, like they still have another DP spot open, like anything that will make that makes your team better, better, like uh, I think you should go for it. So I think it's a I think it's a good signing uh, for what they they will be paying him because um, for the few games that he will play I think he will score goals and I think people will pay to see him um, yeah it's it's unfortunate like I don't like MLS being called a retirement league but some of the most memorable um, uh, moments from MOS over the last couple of years have been because of have been from stars who have been a little bit past their prime coming to the league. Like, like when Zlatan was in the league, league like he was a giant storyline. Same thing with uh, Via and all the way back to Beckham. So, like, it definitely is something that helps the league. Uh, any other thoughts on, on Bale? Uh, nope. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how it all works out. 
So coming back to the the current yeah. version of LAFC. Uh, Sounders um, end up with a draw. Um, one one. It finishes the first goal coming um, uh, by uh, Rusnak uh, pouncing on a Rusnak. Rusnak. Rusnak pouncing on a uh, loose pass from the keeper. Him obviously coming back from international duty where he played a couple games. Um, and uh, a great finish from Russ. Yeah, I mean, a strong game more generally for him, but, you know, just this was a case where he seemed like the most alert player on the field, you know, got to a ball, finished well. Yeah, I thought the, sound, the Sounders, obviously, we played well. However, um, it was very apparent that we were missing Raul Roy Diaz. Um, Montero did not have a good game. Um, there were lots of balls where, um, with Raul Rodriguez's speed and where he and his placement, if he was there, we probably would have won this game. I think we would have scored three goals in the first half, um, and in the end, we and we didn't get any in the first half uh, because Montero was uh, late to get to a ball or or just not, yeah, just not in the right place at the right time. Um, so the fact that we didn't see Montero start the, the game following this one didn't really surprise me uh, because um, when because uh, I do feel like um, we the team knows how to play with Will Bruin up top and we know how to play with Raul up top. Um, and we haven't figured um, uh, as well out as well as how we do that with Montero up top because I think Montero's best position is when um, these days is when he is more of a provider even though he's still technically a forward Uh, any thoughts on that on Montero Rodriguez Bruin um, debate yeah I mean they obviously all just play in very different ways you know Freddie I think sometimes ends up being in that false nine role, you know, coming back a long way from goal and, and, you know, leaving the Sounders a little short of, of people in the box. Um, but, um, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, hopefully we'll have uh, Rue Diaz back by the Portland game, if not before. I know he yeah. seemed like he was getting ready to go in training. Yeah, there's um, a chance he could be available for the next game. He was... He was supposed to be out for two to three games, and um, so that would mean he could be back for the Toronto game. But uh, he has been his recovery has been going well, so um, he could show up for this next game. Uh, one thing that was positive though is when Carlos Vea did come into the game, I thought the Sounders completely shut him down. I mean, he really didn't do anything. Um, he didn't have a chance. He didn't help them score. Um, the goal was unfortunate. It was a good placement by um, Chicho Arango. Um, and a little bit of a, of yeah. a poor, poor gamble by Nuhu, mm-hmm. you know, sort of ending up on the ground yeah. behind the play. Stephen Fried um, is the man of the match. He makes um, one incredible save, um, a double save. Uh, thoughts, thoughts from Fry in this game? Do you think uh, his man of the match performance is, uh, was warranted? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, that one save alone, you know, it just, it, you know, the first one looked like they were going to score. And then when you saw where the follow-up came, 
it um you said oh well you know good save unlucky you know unlucky bounce on the rebound and then it was amazing that he stopped that second one so and then he had three or four other uh you know not as spectacular as that but other good saves to keep the sounders in the game um you know unfortunate that they managed to loop one over him later in the game um but given the number of chances that LAFC had it seemed only fair because potentially that uh he ended up with one that we ended up with a tie yeah um uh also from this game um in a very strange um circumstance we saw christian rodon get a yellow card on a play where he basically he made a pass to kellen Rowe and then got sandwiched and pushed by arango um, and Adam Chapman was right there and immediately pointed for a free kick to LAF for LAFC. Um, and Taylor yeah. Twelman was very shocked on this play. And still, this play um, is just insane. Like I, um, and I was surprised that Christian Radon even got the card because we never really saw him hold up the yellow card. Um, just in general, like I did not think Adam Chapman, who I would say who I usually do think is a, is a pretty good, consistent ref. I didn't think he had the strongest game for this. Um, it felt like he wasn't – his foul calls weren't consistent. It was very random when um, – who was going to get the call um, on every uh, tackle. Um, what did you think – what did you think about that play? And then, like, this is one of the stuff where, like, I feel like if the Sounders could um, – if if you're allowed to um, to file an appeal for a yellow card, you got to do it that because the, it, like if Rodon um, got suspended for the next game because of that yellow card, like I would have been pissed. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't know, you know, whether they, you know, whether the referees file any kind of an aftermatch report to say you know, what the reason for giving the foul was. I don't, I don't know whether, um, you know, what Chapman thought he saw in that play, but there didn't, didn't see, seem clear at all what happened. You know, maybe he saw one of the LAFC players uh, rebounding backward, but it was mostly from hitting each other rather than from anything Roldan did. Um, you know, so yeah, I really don't know what the story was there and um, didn't, didn't feel like the best refereed game. But anyway, yeah. as I've said many times, you know, being a referee is a hard job and I would not want to do it at pretty much any level. Um, so it's to wrap up uh, this uh, segment on LAFC, um, LAFC, according to the odd makers, um, are still favorites to win MLS Cup. Do you agree with that? Do you think they are the strongest team? Do you think they will get there? Um you know they're they're in the lead for the supporter shield um they've been playing well you know and they're and they're making some interesting moves so it's hard it's hard to argue against them um you know do i think the sounders can beat them in a playoff game when we need to yes i do um but um you know we're the sounders I, yeah, no one likes us I, we don't care i i do feel like um i feel like if if we had had um Roy Diaz for this game it would have been very different. I think we could have beaten them by multiple goals because um, their defense did not play well in the first half. And if um, Roy Diaz is on the field, um, 
taking advantage of some mistakes um, is a whole different game. So um, because we have Roy Diaz, if our team's at full strength for games against them, like we can definitely go toe-to-toe with LAFC, um, even if they – even when they have they have bail, um, we'll just shut them down like we did Vea um, in this game. And then, um, I mean, even with uh, um, Chiellini whining as much as he does, um, we can still take them. Um but uh, but uh, really, LAFC is all in this year um, with the signings that they've made um, to try and get over the line. Um, and uh, we'll just uh, uh, remind um, we'll just remind LAFC that um, uh, we won the Champions League first, uh, and uh, uh, they got so close to that, but also so far. Um, moving on uh, to the Sounders' uh, next game, which was against SKC. Um, for this game, um, um, a couple players uh, uh, were injured, a couple players back. Um, so Vargas got injured um, in training. Um, well, really, the, the stress... He has a stress fracture, which I think may have may have actually happened sometime earlier. So it's huh. um, you know just sort of an overuse injury. So you know that's a tough one. Hopefully he's going to uh, come back soon from that. And Ariaga also he come he came off in the LAFC game, um, and that's how knew who ended up playing center back for some kind of that um, game. Um, so because of that, Reagan started in all three of these games because filling in first for Yamar and now for Ariaga. So Yamar um, and Reagan knew who and Rodon. Um, and then uh, Rowe comes in for Vargas playing next to Russ Knack. Um, and then Christian Rodon, Nadero, Morris, and then Bruin, um, who I thought, um, I thought he should have started for this game, but I really, um, um, but I, I thought he was not going to. I thought it was going to Montero because I felt like Spencer sees Montero over Bruin. So I was very happy that Bruin got the start um, from this game. Um, uh, and before the game started even, I had said many times that I was going to be booing Tim Media um, during this game. So I was very happy that literally the entire time that Tim Media uh, touched the ball um, and also when they were announcing their starting lineups, um, the entire, all of Lumen Field came together to boo Tim Media um, uh, backing up um, um, Christian Rodon. Um, I felt like on TV, and you can... Well, I want to hear what you think, but I felt like from watching it back on TV that ESPN had turned down the audit, like the audio mix mixer had turned down the booze because it did not sound as loud as it was at the stadium. Um, uh, any thoughts on uh, on, on uh, the crowd uh, for this game against SKC? Um, you know, yeah, obviously the crowd was having a fun time. Um Booing Melia. Did it, um, did you know, it, did it feel quiet the, to the you? 
Did, did you um, feel like, did you notice it throughout the game? Because if you were there, it was very, very noticeable. That's what makes me feel like they turned it down. You're saying the booing was noticeable? Yeah, like any, every time he touched the ball. No, I felt like he, it was noticeable on now, the TV feed also. No. Um, you know, obviously, is it, you know, would it have been more overwhelming there in person? I'm sure. I was surprised that when Christian Rodon did score in this game, that the announcers didn't even that the announcers didn't bring up um, the the throwdown, uh, the smackdown move again. Like I thought they would have been talking about it a lot more than they actually did. Like they mentioned it at the beginning. Um, they did show it in the stadium um, before they like uh, they went up for our lineups. Um, they they showed it on the screen, but uh, I think most fans there. Um, I already knew what had happened. Um, yeah, I was very happy that Christian Rodon was able to score in this game. Uh, this is one of the few, the few um, times I, I wouldn't, uh, I would have been um, perfectly fine with Christian Rodon getting a yellow card for like getting into Emilio's face, like right after he scored or something, or, or, or like yeah, just running out, running up to him and doing some taunting moves. Um, uh, any final thoughts on, on that, on that battle? I mean, Tim media didn't really hit, he didn't really, um, while he was getting booed the entire game, he didn't really like none of the goals I would say are his fault. Like all of them are just terrible defense from SKC. Right. I mean, yeah, they're just put in a position where he couldn't really make a, a save easily. And he's a good goalkeeper. So, like, I mean, I, but obviously, like, a good goalkeeper can't do nothing if the defense is not going to help. Like, he's a, he is a top goalkeeper in MOS. Like, I'll admit that. Um, let's talk about the, the goal. So, Will Bruin got his, his first goal of the year. Um, and obviously, like, some of, uh, obviously, this first goal, isn't it um, isn't exactly what Raul Rodriguez does, but it is his game is a little more similar to Rodriguez in the sense that he's always going to be by the goal, ready to knock stuff in. Um, but his game but is also like Rodriguez. Yeah. He's, he's you know he does come out away. You know, uh, today was a that game was a pretty good success rate for the patented Will Bruin back heel, uh, which yeah. is sometimes seems a little too excited to get to try. You know, like a like a ten year old who's just learned how to do it. Um, he you know pulls it out in some inappropriate spots, but it was working for him in this game. I was um, very happy he scored too. I mean, I I love Will Bruin. I I loved him. Uh, I loved him uh, even before he came to the Sounders. Like when the Sounders originally signed him, like I always thought he was. I was like, this guy's a good player. He is underrated. The Sounders could use him. So then when they actually signed him, I was like, oh, I know who that guy is. Um, uh, and, I, and I remain being a fan of him, um, happy that he scores a goal. And he, he continues to, um, I think that was his like 76th career MLS goal. I mean, he's, he's really up there for top goal scorers um, ever in MLS um, history. 
then we saw Morris. Morris would also score because Morris continues to keep scoring with his head these days. Um, thoughts on Morris's goal? Yeah, you know, obviously showing the same thing he did in the El Salvador game. You know, willing. It's true. It's of pretty similar hitter. You know, good good finishing when he gets there. Um, you know, and again, you know, nice to see another dimension to his goal scoring besides just running right by him. I and uh, yeah, um, we talked about the third goal um, already a little bit uh, with Christian Rodon scoring. Um, easy finish, good pass from Morris to get behind the defense. Um, uh, I thought the the game was well refed. Um, anytime you can't, the the ref is easy to forget. Means the ref had a good game. Um, Alex Chilowitz, uh Good game. I didn't. There's nothing that I I feel like he messed up. Uh, any other thoughts on this game against SKC? I mean, SKC. They're kind. Of, they were coming off um, their first like positive week in a while as they they beat Nashville in Nashville and then they go home. They beat Union Union Omaha, so they're moving on to the semifinals in the U.S. Open Cup. Um. But we shut down their momentum, and and they're still and now they uh, remain in. Um, I guess they're not. They're in thirteenth uh, place. Uh, only San Jose below them. Um, how, however, San Jose um, has played one game less than they have, or actually, um, San Jose has played two games less than they have, and they have. Um, one point more than than San Jose. Um, uh, uh, any any other thoughts on SKC? Um, who again? They have been a very surprising team um, this season. You're saying surprising in in their inability in their to performance. Do normal SKC things, yeah, yeah. You know, right? Obviously, you know, felt like a little bit of a potential trap game. You know, Johnny Russell, great potential for being annoying. Um, didn't didn't do a lot in this case. Um, do you think Peter Vermi? Do you think Peter Vermi's uh, um, is in real trouble to get fired? Um, he is. They have played the most games out of all the teams in the West. They played eighteen. Um, they are currently. Um, they have 16 and, and we are occupying the final playoff spot with um, 23 points. Um, so there's seven points out of the playoffs. Um, uh, the last time they, Peter Vermes has been their coach for basically forever at this point, it seems like. Um, right. I mean, I think, think he's in trouble. Than- more than one bad year for him to lose his job. But to be honest, I haven't really followed the details of, of what's going on. But they haven't, him. they haven't also, they have not won a trophy. The last trophy that they won was, um, uh, I guess they won the, I think they won the U S open cup in 2018, but still like that, that was a while ago. And then you still, it's even longer than they than when they last won the open the MLS Cup in 2013. So I, I don't know. I could see it happening if if Kansas City loses if they lose like their next like two three games, um, 
because um, they're already at the point where they they got they got 16 games left. Like they got to start turning it around uh, quickly. Like I could definitely yeah. see, see they lose they lose yeah four or five I mean, is, four or five know, games. As, I think he's done. They're not as bad as their record shows. I mean, I my guess is he could easily hang on another two three years of terrible seasons. Um, because he's built up that much credibility, uh, but again, I don't know their internal politics at all. And but I also you know, would have said I that about know... Ziggy Schmidt. I would have said that about Ziggy Schmidt when he got fired. Like, sure. like he hand in hand in 2016. At that point, Sanders had made the playoffs every year. Just two years ago, we um, had won the Supporters Shield and the Open Cup, and we still won four Open Cups. Um, and the team was still strong, and we had a new player coming in. So still, um, yep. I would sure say always, always more to those stories. I think there's a chance. Um, okay, um, moving on to the games coming up um, in this next week. The Sounders. Uh, it is the Sounders versus Canada, um, round two and three after the first game. Against Vancouver, the U.S. is uh, is winning the battle. Um, uh, and uh, first up is Montreal, the the team that's doing the best out of the the Canadian teams. Um, they currently sit in third place. They are uh, in the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, on the road this year, they are three three and two. Um, so, so not horrible on the road. Um, Montreal um, historically has done all right when they've played in, in uh, Seattle. Um, uh, we have not, uh, I think the first two times they came to Seattle, they won. Um, we, we beat them in 2016 in Seattle. Um, uh, recently in Montreal, we haven't done good against them. Um, but how are you feeling going into this game against Montreal? Um, yeah, you know, Montreal, one of these teams that has also, you know, kind of been sneaking its way up the power rankings. Um, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, who's on the team or how they play. Um, but, you know, I think it's if the Sounders can can play their game and do sounder things, then we'll get a good result out of it. So it's a two game. It's a two game week. This game's at home. The other game is in Toronto. Um, what do you think the rotation to look like um, uh, for the Sounders? Because uh, it's two games in three days. Um, and uh it seems like so. It seems like Montreal is the Montreal is the stronger team. Toronto's in eleventh in the Eastern Conference. Um, uh, Toronto ha- is much better at home than they are on the road. They are five and three at home, and they're oh five and three um, on the road. So Toronto will be feeling better at home. Um, what do you so so? What do you do? You, um, based on like this season, I think you'd probably say like you play a stronger team for the home game than you do on the road. Um, but I mean, it's still Toronto. Even Toronto 
um, is going to be using this game, hopefully as a launch pad for them. Like they're getting ready for Insigne to show up, um, uh, to show up and they want to turn their season around and make the playoffs. So, so right. what do you so do you, if you're you, know, Spencer? you could imagine some of the veterans, um, you know, skipping the trip to Toronto, you know, if he wants to give Ladero the day off or something like that. Um, I could imagine doing that. Um, so know, we look at have... the, yeah. Do you, so for, uh, do you, do you expect any changes for the lineup that started against um, that started against SKC? Um, again, that was that would be Fry, Rodon, Yamar, Reagan, Nuhu, Rusnak, Rowe, Rodon, Nadero, Morris, and Bruin. Um, yeah, do you expect any changes been... for the Montreal? Um, I mean, Atencio, Atencio could come back. It could be Atencio might be back from his injury. And I would expect um, we'll see Montero in at least one of the two games, if not both. Definitely. Um, and there's a chance that Raul Rodriguez could be back for either one of these games. Do you think um, if Raul Rodriguez is available for, is going to be available to play in one of these games, which one of these games do you play him in? Yeah, I don't know how he feels about traveling. I mean, that's where I can imagine him coming off the bench um, tomorrow, but then, you know, staying home for the Toronto trip or something. Um, uh, but again, yeah. You know, but what if, but what if you give him, do, what if you give him more time? What if you give him more time tomorrow and then he just starts on, on the weekend against a lesser opponent? Yeah. Like I could see that as well. Um, who do you think starts up top tomorrow, Bruin or Montero? I mean, Freddie Montero, Montero definitely had a better game against um, another Canadian team than he did against LAFC. So maybe he will play well against another Canadian team in Montreal. Uh, but he, who would you start um, if you're the coach? You would start him, Bruin or Montero? Um, I mean, I think that's a question of you know, how much do you think the path to goal is in the air? You know, whether it, whether it makes sense to have a bigger body, uh, you know, pushing in more versus playing around the edges. Uh, so I definitely don't know enough to make that choice. Do you have an opinion? Um, I think, I think I would say Bruin. I feel like Bruin, um, the team is more set up to succeed with, with Bruin, uh, I feel like Montero just like the at Montero's age in the way that he plays these days, um, him being a lone forward, it's harder for him to be a lone forward than it is for Bruin. Like Bruin's okay with being the lone forward and being that one player who will annoy the center backs. Montero doesn't really do that. Uh, right. I mean, again, so, I think it's the, Bruin the will have more of an. You know, Mon Bruin, when Montero's yeah. there, you're trying to get the, you know, get the center backs, you know, unsettled and unable to sit in front of goal where they like to be. Um, and, you know, whether that tactic works against any particular team is. I'm going to, I'm going to think, I'm going to, I'm going to guess that Bruin was starting against Montreal and then, um, 
Roy Diaz will start against Toronto because I think he is going to be ready very soon. Um, and uh, and it's uh, anytime we face against Toronto now, um, there's a rivalry there. So um, I think Raul would want to play in that game if he can. Um, so I, so yeah, that being said, uh, what is your score prediction for the game against Montreal? Um, I will say three, one Sounders, uh, with Montreal getting some kind of a fluky goal, um, and the Sounders spreading their goals out among, um, let's say Morris and, um, Rusnak and, um, Christian Roldan. I'm gonna say two zero Sounders and Morris will score both will score both goals um, for the okay. Sounders is my prediction for the Montreal game, um, and then for the Toronto game, um, I think the Sounders win that one zero. Um, actually, I'm gonna say two one. Sounders, Roy, Raul, Roy Diaz with uh, Raul and Nadero with the, the goals um, against Toronto. I think that that game will be entertaining. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very entertaining game. Uh, I think both of these will. Um, Montreal is one of those teams that uh, I feel like they fly under the radar in MOS. They don't usually get a lot of media attention. Um and uh, I don't know if uh, uh, it seems like in some ways that can benefit them. There's not that much pressure. I feel like there's not that much pressure built on them as there is for like in Atlanta or LAFC or even us. Uh, so I, I think both of these games are going to be entertaining because one's a rivalry game and then the other is a, is a team that um, is playing well that uh, – Definitely could pull off an upset. Uh, moving forward, uh, anything else about these teams? Um, uh, I do have one. I, I am wondering. So, uh, Insignia is coming in for Toronto. Um, it's reported that he's going to make $15 million, um, over four years. Um, biggest, it's the, the biggest, uh, it's the highest, um, paid player in all of MOS um, for the half of this year, who do you think is going to have more of an impact to their team? Gareth Bale or Insignia? Um, I think I will predict not Gareth Bale. I mean, again, it'll be interesting to see how he plays and I'll be, I'll be watching him. Um, but I yeah, I mean, I think you know, yeah. you know, between the number of other moving pieces there and his his tendency to sort of drift out of games, um, I'm prepared to be underwhelmed by him. I'm I'm going to go the opposite way. I think that there is no reason why Gareth Bale um, will not succeed at LAFC, which is annoying because you don't want LAFC to do well. But um, I think he would do more because of who is around him. Um, I have no idea what the Toronto um, uh, 
the current Toronto FC players are going to be able to provide to Insignia because um, Insignia is not a player who can do it all by himself. Um, and he's not going to be able to control um, their defense uh, wise on the field. Like there, there are so many other problems with Toronto FC right now. Um, and I don't, think the service into Insignia is going to be anything close to what it is for Bale. Um, so in that sense, I think that Bale will have a much better season um, the, uh, in the half, in the second half of uh, the season this year than Insignia will. Uh, that being said, uh, I think that does it for this episode of Scarves Up. Uh, we want to remind you that you can follow uh, the show at Scarves Up Podcast uh, on Instagram. Um, also, you should check out uh, my other uh, podcast, Football is Life. You can follow that on Instagram at footballslife.wecb. That also has a Twitter at WECB Football. Check out the website, footballslife.net. Um, as uh, I and some other MOS fans break down everything going on in Major League Soccer, the United States men's national team, and any other huge soccer headlines in the world. So check that out. Football is life everywhere. Uh, that uh, Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find that. For this next game against Montreal, whether you're in person or you're watching at home, remember to keep your scarves up.